2: Hello and welcome. On today's show, we have Dr. Steven Schwartz. This guy is a musical frequency engineer who has discovered the power of frequency and how a machine called the MyVibe can actually enhance your own human performance through frequency. He is an author and he is on our show today. So hello and welcome to the show, Dr. Steven Schwartz. How are you doing today?
1: Great, Aaron. Great. Thanks for having me.
2: It's a pleasure to have you on. Where are you from?
1: Um, Originally, I'm from New Jersey, Mount Holly, New Jersey, on the East Coast in the United States, just outside of uh, Philadelphia. My dad's a pharmacist, so I grew up in a pharmacy. My mom was an amazing singer. So those are kind of the, the lineage that I come from
2: wow that must have been a cool lineage to grow up having a dad as a pharmacist, get to play with you know all these cool chemicals and all that
1: well it was actually kind of interesting because my dad owned owned a, a pharmacy right in downtown Mount holly new jersey i just remember you know i mean i'd work behind the counter i mean think about pharmacists i mean you'd be on one end you're you're filling prescriptions and on the other end you're selling cigarettes and that's kind of like a convenience store. And that's how we grew up. It seemed like was kind of boring. I never particularly had like the call to do that. But you know, my dad would see people all day, all day for years and years and years. And I mean, he's retired now. Actually, what I do remember most about growing up in a pharmacy, in my father's pharmacy, this was in the late 70s, early 80s in New Jersey, you know, like not the most progressive place in the world. But he had uh, two aisles of, of health foods in his pharmacy. So he'd be selling vitamins and you know obviously filling prescriptions and you know selling candy and cigarettes and all that stuff. But in there he had two rows of different kind of health foods, which was not where it is today, you know where we see the, the whole foods or you know any kind of the natural food markets that we have going on. Things have come a long way since then. And looking back, I think the relevant aspects of that story was I was diagnosed with ADD, attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity, ADD, ADHD. They wanted to, you know, the doctors wanted to put me on Ritalin and my mom and dad decided that they were uh, not going to do that. uh, That they were actually going to seek holistic natural uh, sources. I ended up getting put on this special like avoidance diet for like sugars and different kinds of things like that when I was a kid it really changed my life and i think about it like what happens if i was polluted with pharmaceuticals as at age eight you know what would my life have have been like what kind of cellular memory process what I've had going forward where actually I've lived a very relatively clean life. You know, never really been addicted to drugs or alcohol or everything. You know, I mean, I've participated in pretty much everything. I think as, as typical people have over the years, but there's nothing that I've ever been you know, excessive with. In fact, this day and age, you know, the extent of it is pretty much me drinking iced tea. <laughs>
2: That's a big decision for your parents to make is don't go down the usual pharmaceutical route rental and just bring this holistic living. That must have been cool. And as well as introduce you to holistic living at that young age.
1: It was, I don't think I really understood it. You know, I mean, as an eight year old, you know, you're going to birthday parties, you want to eat the ice cream, you want to eat the cake. You want to, you know, just do what other kids do. You just want to, you don't want to be special. You don't want to be different. And so I'm not sure, you know, my sisters used to pick on me and stuff like that, but not until I got older did it actually kind of click that, like, wow, what a big move that my, my folks made to, to move me in that area. You know, that actually unfolded. I've had multiple experiences throughout my young life with the medical establishment. One, like I said, was not going on pharmaceuticals as a young age for ADD, ADHD. But the other was I was diagnosed with this vascular tumor in my head, right behind my ear, when I was 16. Nobody really knew what it was. Through a grace of God, there was a doctor that I was serving, I was a busboy at a restaurant, and I was serving him water. He was like, have you had that looked at? I'm like, had what looked at? He's like, your, your ear. And it turned out it was this really severe condition it was called an AVM, an arteriovascular malformation. And we ended up going in and having this massive surgery. And that's actually what landed me into, I, I was a wrestler growing up since I was age eight. I, was, I wrestled every year. And this one particular year, I didn't wrestle because of my surgery. And that's how I got exposed to sports medicine and really brought me into the world of healthcare. And that took me, that's why I went to undergrad for sports medicine and then ultimately to chiropractic school and then launched me on my journey of what I'm doing now today.
2: What made you do wrestling?
1: It was just, uh, you know, I wanted to play a sport. I don't know. It called to me. It called to me, and I was I was good at it. My mom didn't want me to play football. She thought that was too rough, and I started wrestling. That's where it came from. I have a couple nephews, and they're like state-level wrestlers, and uh, just amazing. So it's been in my family for a few generations.
2: It's interesting how male sports is so involved in our life in some way.
1: Exactly. What did you tell me was your first sport that um, you started working with? You're doing triathletes now, correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Start off rowing and then rowing and now triathlon.
1: So, yeah, you've diversified. You know, what was your introduction? How did that become a thing for you? What was your introduction into those sports?
2: My introduction was I watched soccer on the TV or football and I supported Manchester United. And when I moved to America, I couldn't get on TV. So, I played around with the kids in the park and then. We moved to taiwan i started learning how to roar blade and then got the the adrenaline rush of if you go fast you get to go this way and that way and then over a period of time went to the rowing and then the higher you go up the spectrum you you enjoy the rush and you probably experienced that through the wrestling as well you know
1: exactly well and in regards to that rush i think if i really needed to look back what i didn't know about as a young man wrestling was my energy levels I would bring myself up into this frenzy to get myself psyched up for the match and I was I was a good wrestler and I was in good shape I was in great shape but then you know sometimes I'd run out of gas or my mind would get foggy And I'd make some stupid moves that would result in me losing or not, you know, doing what I really wanted to do. And I don't think I truly understood the sport appropriately until many years later when I really started uh, getting into sports medicine and looking into, into human performance, into optimal human performance. What I realized was the best way that I could have trained as a wrestler to hit my peak performance, to hit the zone better, would have been instead of me listening to loud, aggressive music to bring me up, knowing what I know about myself now, I should have gone into like a meditation state, into like a deep zen state, because I was a thinker, that sport, you know, I move around as a technician, I was really good with my moves, and it's like a chess game. When you can get into that space of being able to be interdimensional and make moves ahead of the other person or counter moves or create moves, be quick, so I was always quick and I'm, I'm kind of tall and lanky. At least I was when I was a wrestler when I was younger. So that's interesting about really working with peak performances. Who is the individual that you're working with and how do you tailor a protocol or a program to get the most out of them at their highest potential? And you can use that philosophy in sports, you can use it for your job, you can use it for your relationships, and really optimal human performance is optimal human performance period. It's not bound to, to a specific activity, it's about how do you optimize your peak potential in your
2: life. Why did you pick Sports Science?
1: that came to me like i said after i had my surgery when i was 16. it was the first year since i was eight years old that i wasn't that wasn't wrestling i wasn't around my friends and i started hanging out in the in the training room mr mark haynes red Hookers valley regional high school you know he opened things up he was really one of my first mentors he invited me into the training room and there i started taking care of all the athletes and uh, obviously stayed close to my classmates and to the other athletes of my, in my school that I was all friends with. And I liked it. You know? It was casual. It was fun. I felt that I was able to support them, whether they hurt themselves or whatever the situation was, and gave me something to do and after school. And instead of running around and smoking pot with my friends, I was in the, the athletic training room. And and I liked it. It, It's what actually took me into college. And I started studying science and sports medicine. I remember when I graduated high school, my mother, she's like, what are you gonna do with your life? And I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) And she said, well, what do you like to do? I remember thinking about that. And I said, you know, I really like to cook. I was actually gonna go to culinary school. And I, to this day, I, I love cooking. I'm a fantastic chef. But I didn't really want to be in a hot restaurant working on holidays. That wasn't really my vibe. Still not my vibe. I like going to restaurants, not being in the back. But I'm sure I would have created some some kind of magical, artistic, culinary career for myself because it's not about what you do, it's who you are. And if you are always looking to optimize yourself at your highest potential, it doesn't matter if you're a chiropractor, if you're a tech designer, if you're a music producer, if you're creating food for anybody, whatever it is, that internal passion is always going to come. It's always going to come out. So um, I ended up going to undergrad for biology and I had I found out I had a very high aptitude for the human body. And I liked it. I connected with it. And then I ended up uh, going to Northeastern University in Boston, Massachusetts for sports medicine. And then went to New York Chiropractic College uh, to become a chiropractor and for sports. And and ironically, I ended up graduating chiropractic school in, in 1998 and getting a job in Philadelphia in this really amazing gym. It was kind of my dream job, not knowing anything about what my future really had in store for me. And within the next six months, I got called. Just when I'm saying I say get called, something inside was like, you know, it leave the East Coast. Or you're going to be here forever. And I ended up moving to Colorado. And I immediately ended up within, yeah, that first year, going from sports medicine. And I was the, the team doctor for some professional cycling teams. Some other other performance issues. My first year out there, really fun, very fulfilling. But really what started coming through in my soul was that I was getting called to work with autoimmune diseases and allergies and chronic illness conditions, things like that, all using bioenergetic techniques and technologies. This was something I knew nothing about, but I was invited to go to a a seminar in San Diego back in 2000, and I just remember learning about energy The way that you can reprogram the immune system using acupressure and frequency for identifying, targeting, and destroying infectious agents, which are bacteria, viruses, parasites, mold, fungus, yeast. And it's so ironic that has been the, the cornerstone of my practice since 2000. And now we're living in this global pandemic. So, I've been on this path for a long time, and, it's, and I feel really inspired now, like this 20 years of being in practice and working with these advanced conditions based off of using vibrational resonance and working with infectious agents, how this is the key to this planet's salvation, in my opinion.
2: Inside you, you have this feeling that I need to go leave the East Coast. Did you kind of know you were going towards the frequency route, or was it just uh, you were following your inner guidance?
1: that's a great question I had no I didn't know anything about energy in fact you know I mean I remember I was in chiropractic school I I dated some girls you know they were learning Reiki they're like oh can we practice this on you and I'm like sure you know do you feel anything and <laughs> maybe you know I don't know but it wasn't it wasn't my focus was on sports medicine that was really what, it, what I was all about and I had this dream job. I worked for a gym as a chiropractor and they, they gave me my own gym. They're like, dude, you can have this facility in the gym. You can do anything you want with it. We're gonna pay you a salary. We'll give you a percentage. It was like, is in this great part of town that I would have loved to have lived in. And something inside my inner guy said, go west. And something intuitively was telling me to go west. Really, since I graduated high school, I was gonna go to college in Arizona, then I was gonna go to chiropractic school in Los Angeles, and I kept staying on the East Coast, East Coast, East coast, and I got this job in Philadelphia, and I just said to myself, if I don't leave now, then I'm here. And actually, I thought I was moving to San Diego, and I did a road trip with a friend of mine from college, and we ended up going to Colorado, going to San Diego, and really traveling around the country for a few weeks. And when I came back home to New Jersey, my mother said, you know, I'm moving to San Diego. And I was like, I think Colorado, I think Denver. And and I passed. I passed on this amazing job that was offered to me in Philadelphia to start a life, an unknown life. I really didn't have any connections in Colorado, but something inside of me told me that I was supposed to be, I was supposed to go there. And my life changed immediately. And just as a confirmation of that, I ended up Changing into this whole bioenergetic and I had little seeds. there was little seeds, you know, when you look back over your life, I could tell you many stories over the years of these little seeds about how energy medicine was kind of trickling into my life that I never really paid attention to. And truth of matters, I didn't really understand it. But then not until I sat in that seminar in San Diego as a doctor, as a young doctor, I just remember hearing one thing in my mind, and it was the word truth. And I remember leaving that seminar and staying a couple more days in, in San Diego and walking on the beach and just staring out over the ocean in this beautiful place where I'd never been before. And I just remember saying to myself, my life will never be the same. My life will forever be changed. And I went back to my practice in Colorado and I began applying this technique to my patients and I started seeing these miraculous healings occur. And that activated my mind saying, You know, I'm not some kind of psychic or some kind of magic healer or something like that. I'm just a man applying this technology, and I really believe that there was some kind of science at play. And that was what I was most excited to explore. And then I started researching into quantum physics, into the subconscious mind, into energy medicine. I started studying things like um, numerology and astrology and channeling and like all these esoteric studies that I knew nothing about. What I knew is that energy is energy and it doesn't matter in what form it is. So if I'm gonna be utilizing energy for helping people heal and obtain a higher level of human performance, then I need to study all aspects of energy. And so I I always feel that I'm very scientific. However, through my scientific analytical mind, it took me into the study of esoteric studies. As a little confirmation of this whole story, I learned about something called astrocartography. Have you heard of astrocartography before, Aaron?
2: No, what is this?
1: Astrocartography is when you're born, based off of the time you were born and the location, all the planets imprint themselves on Earth. And so there's different lines all over the planet that have different energetic influences based off of when you were born and where you were born. And in fact, if you wanted any anybody listening to this wants to go online and check out, go to astro.com and fill out a profile and you can do it digitally. But at the time, I purchased this map. It's like a treasure map. And i had opened it up and it has the world on it. It has all these different energetic lines around it. And it was crazy because right through Denver, Colorado, where I was living, was my Venus and my Sun Line, which are arguably like your two best lines for for living your highest expression of yourself. It's like for love and career and you know optimal expression. That's Venus. That's my Venus and Sun Line, and I think that's crazy because that's where my inner guidance told me to go, and I spent 16 years on my Venus Sun Line. I created everything that I am today by living in Denver, Colorado. Ironically, I ended up losing my map somewhere during my move, moving to San Diego, and it was a completely different energy there, and I only really lived in San Diego for about two years, and I found out when I did find out about my astrocartography lines, I was living on my Saturn lines, my Saturn and Pluto lines, which are completely different energetic lines than my Venus and my Sun line, saturn is all about life purpose and it can also be very intense it can be very hard it can be very like teacherly to you and pluto is all about transformation and rebirthing but it's also about exposing the deeper aspects of your subconscious mind so it's a completely different energy field that i'm living with out here in southern california and actually that's why i live up in los angeles because I'm not so much on that line, I I was able to get some some space from that. And I, I like my little current environment energetically that I'm living in.
2: When you made that adjustment to discover the esoteric and energy components of healing, did you feel like you were finding the truth of healing in some way?
1: Absolutely. Like I, where we started with this, my background's in sports medicine. And when I came back from San Diego and I started applying these techniques, and people started having these miraculous healings. If I needed to back up the story just a little bit, when I was in student clinic, when I was doing my last year of residency as a chiropractor before I graduated, I had a few synchronistic experiences with energy medicine. I started seeing spontaneous healings through something called Shiatsu, which is kind of a Chinese medicine, massage, acupuncture kind of technique that I learned at a very, very, you know, introductory level. And I started doing this in student, and I started seeing these spontaneous healings in my classmates. And it started opening me up. And I actually kind of got scared because I know that I didn't understand energy at all. And I had a few kind of negative experiences that scared me, actually, to be honest with you. So now when I ended up getting reintroduced to this kind of technique and understanding when I went to that training in San Diego, I said to myself, I want to learn about this. I want to become a student of what's happening here. We've been reversing chronic illness at the highest level using nothing more than frequency and bioenergetics really since 2000. And the only reason that I do what I do is because I don't know really anything that works better. And that's the key to this whole thing is understanding the basic laws of nature, and then applying these laws of nature to human physiology and giving the body the resources it needs to transcend illness, but not just to transcend illness, but then to raise to a higher expression of yourself. I used to say this, I mean, I spent 16 years in clinics that I owned and would see patients in, and people would come to me for the most advanced degenerative conditions you can think of. I mean, anything from autoimmune diseases, allergies, ADD, depression, neurodegenerative conditions, cancers—you name it—they all came through my door, and I'd say to them, "Okay, what happens? You know, you're coming for a condition. You're coming for depression. Okay, so what happens when you're not depressed anymore?" And it would blow people's minds because they can't even—they couldn't even imagine what their life would be like if they weren't depressed. And I feel like if you're depressed and then you're not depressed, that's the beginning. That's the starting line. Now, where do you want to go in your life? That is the realm of now what I'm referring to as being an evolutionary performance expert. I'm an evolutionary performance expert. How do you evolve yourself to express yourself at your highest level of performance? And I'm not even really talking about sports, I'm talking about life. Sports can be applied to that, but it can be for anything. I'm not sure if I answered your question or not, but just to pull that all together, through bioenergetic techniques and technologies, the only reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because it's the only thing that actually really makes sense and aligns to the fabric of regenerative medicine and really the, the, the laws of nature and the laws of planet Earth and of the universe. When you follow these basic principles, about harmonic resonance and being in flow states, optimizing brainwave states, and all these things that are generative in nature, only good things are gonna happen in your life. So then you just need to figure out what it is that you want in your life and get clear on that. And this is where we talk about the the law of attraction. That can sound kind of esoteric or maybe a little woo-woo or hippie, but really, not really, we attract everything into our lives. Everything that you are, you've attracted into your life good and bad which is exciting so if you can create the refining process to be a little more clearer instead of attracting all this negativity or things that you don't want you can start seeing where the energetics of that are feeding into your world and then disconnecting from them reprogramming new pathways and then opening yourself up into what i refer to a new dimensional reality of your choosing
2: when you describe it, the image that pops into my head is that seeing in the Matrix are going to choose all the weapons and, and who they want to be. I think that's what medicine is providing us. You come in depressed, you have an option or choice to stay depressed or remove it, you know?
1: This is the Matrix. That movie, that's exactly what this is. How do you want to upgrade your bio software, your biological software? This is an incredible time that, that we're living in. There's a lot of fear, but there's also a lot of potentiality this planet as a whole is raising its vibration. And as the planet is raising its vibration, the occupants of this planet, i.e. humanity, and really every living creature and organism on this planet, everything is evolving to a higher vibrational resonance now, not just humans. We're in a place where we can create. It's easier for us to manifest. And that's really the message that I'm wanting to deliver to you and to your community and to the world right now is you can manifest fear and anxiety and depression and, and scarcity and poverty and hunger and you know all these negative things or you can call in with the same amount of energy with a more refined thought pattern and techniques and technologies for clearing issues out of your biological tissues, you can align into a new vibrational resonance of your choosing. So the first question begins with, what is your choosing? What do you wish? The genie's lamp phenomenon, right? What is the genie's lamp phenomenon? You have a genie, you have a lamp, and then you get three wishes. You know, what is the genie? The genie is your intention. What is the lamp? It's your body. And then how do you manifest the wishes? You have to rub the lamp. These are the the fundamental pieces for creating and optimizing human performance that I talk about with my technology that you alluded to earlier in this podcast
2: called uh, The Vibe. Where did you discover this type of technology to make it the way it is now?
1: In 2007, after being in practice for seven years, I was working after that infamous experience that i had in san diego i was opening up a large center prior to this it was the dr schwartz show you know people would come see me i would do all of my my stuff with them and they'd get better and it was all like dr schwartz dr schwartz dr schwartz i was like you know what i really this is bigger than me and i have other projects that i'm wanting to to work with and i'm needing to bring in associates other that i want to train to do this and the way that I was doing this, that I learned about in 2000 in San Diego, I was using these little water vials. They're literally just these little tubes of water. And in the water was a vibrational resonance, literally it was an energetic signature, like a homeopathic signature. And if your audience that don't know what a homeopathic signature is, Basically, if you take a physical remedy, physical anything, and you dilute it by half and then dilute it by half again and dilute it by half again and keep diluting it down, you end up taking that physical substance to a place where there's nothing but an energetic signature of that. And then that energetic signature can then be put into your bioenergetic field and you can start reprogramming your nervous system, basically, your energy field. I talk about this in my book, Primal Resonance. Discover the Secrets to Health, Vitality, and Optimal Human Performance. I get in detail about all these concepts, so that's a great reference. But in 2007, I said to myself, what can I use instead of these little energy vials? And an idea came to me, it was, what if I used sound? And uh, one of my patients and friends of mine, he had a recording studio, he was a professional musician, and I said to him, I said, do you have any health issues? And he told me that he just started dating this girl. So we went into his recording studio, never being in a recording studio a day in my life, never worked with any kind of music production software ever. We went in with my box of vials and started recreating them as audio files. And over the next week, I ended up treating him for a very severe cat allergy in his recording studio and totally eliminated his cat allergy. And he's married to this woman to this day and they have a baby together and they live with the cats and everything's great. That was the beginning of my music company, Bioharmonic Technologies. And him and I went ahead and we produced two albums, my first two albums together, Energy Clearing and Cellular Attunements. After I ended up producing my second album, Cellular Attunement, in 2009, I said to myself, you know, my music that I'm making is not so much like headphone music. My patients would ask, you know, do I need to listen? Is it binaural beats? Do you need to listen through headphones? And I said, you know, my music is more what I refer to as like field music. Like the music, I'm wanting it to influence your your biological field, your biofield, your auric field, your biofield. And then I started saying, well, instead of just having the music kind of vibrate through the air, which is fine, but I said like, what's a better delivery system than air? Well, what if we could get like a mechanical stimulation directly into the connective tissue? And I had already started putting specific mathematics in my music for working with the connective tissue. So I said, what if I made like a bed? So anyhow, I ended up having this download. Um, In fact, I was in Southern Colorado at this hot springs facility. I was floating in these hot springs and I was just toning and meditating. And I had a vision, something that came to me called the healing pod. I couldn't get it out of my mind. And I started journaling about it and writing about it. And I was about three hours away from where I was living in Denver. And as I was driving home, I said to myself, I need a concept sketch artist. Like, I need to get this out of my head. Where where can I find such a person? And I pull up in front of my house, and I get out of my car, and my neighbor comes up to me and says, Steve, great to meet you. I'm moving. Let's stay in touch. Gives me his business card, and he's a concept sketch artist. And um, really, it was just an idea from 2000 to 2012. And then I was uh, starting to conduct experiments on my music in 2012. And I had my third album created by then called Sonic Suticles Volume 1. And um, I was getting this music tested by a friend of mine in, in New Jersey, actually. Uh, something called GDV, Gas Discharge Visualization, which is uh, Russian biofield testing. And she introduced me to a gentleman that was making these vibrations sound beds and uh, she introduced me to his name is Ed Bender he became my first mentor in this in this space and I started selling his sound beds and I started making music for his sound beds from 2012 to 2014 that's what I did and that's where I really got immersed into the world of vibroacoustics so I was making vibroacoustic music really since 2007 without knowing and I was doing that. And all of this because I was following my inner guidance, following my intuition. And I've also found out that when I follow my guidance and intuition, only magic happens in my life. And when I don't follow my intuition and guidance, that's when all the chaos and all this other stuff starts coming in. And I'm sharing this with you, Aaron. And I'm also sharing this with all of your listeners because it's not about dr schwartz following his intuition it's about everybody following their inner guidance and intuition and being able to trust that and actually i wrote a whole chapter on this topic in my book it's one of my favorite chapters on intuition it's the last chapter actually in in my book uh, primal resonance discover the secrets to health vitality and optimal human performance
2: an image popped into my head of intuition It's like the roadrunner in the cartoon, you know, it goes, meet me, it passes you by, but it brings you where you want to go. When you step out of the, that intuition, it's like the cow, he trying to kill the roadrunner and just poof in your face. And mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to describe intuition. And if people don't know what it is, you know.
1: In my book, I describe intuition, the difference between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. So have you heard of Bruce Lipton before? Yeah, I have. So yeah, so he wrote a book called Biology of Belief, and he refers to your conscious mind as a four bit per second computer and your subconscious mind as a 40 million bit per second computer. Wow. And when we're looking, when I'm looking at my intuition, when I'm considering my intuition versus my thoughts, my conscious thoughts, my conscious thoughts is an FM radio. You know, you're in your car, you listening to FM radio, big knobs, you know, you can kind of move the dial old school but you can move the dial from frequency band to frequency band and it's and you hear a lot of music right mm-hmm. there's lots of music along the FM radio band however with FM it's a lot more subtle it takes it's it it needs a little more fine details to find that AM radio channel that's your intuition and being able to do exercises to be able to discern between what is old programming old mindset programming cellular memory from your conscious mind and things that's happened in the past to be able to discern down through all of that into a more subtle whisper of your intuition when you can do that and not just hear it but also trust it and also to take action on it you were sharing with me about your was it your uncle who Holds all the bench pressing records and leg press and stuff like that, like 900 pounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He didn't just one day sit down and do that. Like he had been developing his muscles for years, correct? Yeah. He would do exercises every day and go to the gym every day and he developed those neural pathways that would allow him to be the this beast that you refer to that he was correct yes this is exactly the same for your intuition you need to first identify your intuition be able to discern between what is your intuition and what is your conscious mind then you need to be able to like take do exercises to support and develop and make that louder instead of that little fine-tuning am radio really make it to where it's a big louder knob that you're adjusting so you can hear it and trust it
2: wow i love the radio analogy because everyone has a radio and we all listen to music and it makes complete sense but i didn't realize that the subconscious is that powerful you know
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything because it's it's the connection to source. You know, the conscious mind is what's acting out your wishes. But ultimately, the supercomputer is your subconscious mind. And then that's directly connected into a universal information field.
2: And with the experiments you were doing with frequency, were you tapping into that big divine source on a regular basis far quicker than you would if you were meditating or doing something similar?
1: Have you ever heard of uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming? Yes. Have you ever studied that or received it at all?
2: I have, yes. I've received it, not studied it.
1: Tell me about your experience. What was it like? like? Tell me about how you received it, what you did with it.
2: So I used it for, for trading and I got big results from using it for probably three or four weeks as an experiment. And I never decided to go anything any further after it, but it's pretty cool. how You can just change one program here, add another program there and poof, you've got success, you know?
1: Exactly. And that's exactly it. Poof, you have success. It's just like going in your computer and, oh, let me reprogram that on my computer boom. But if you weren't working with your subconscious mind, then you're left just kind of with a sledgehammer, trying to beat it into your conscious mind. And you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And so that's kind of where we are. So this was where in my practice, I always was working with the subconscious mind in some way, shape or form. It's vitally important. But the thing about hypnosis or the subconscious mind is it's working with the mind, the mind, the brain. And as a chiropractor, I think about the brain and I think about the nervous system And the mind is part of the nervous system, but it's not the entire nervous system. So the same principles that are involved with hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming and subconscious mind reprogramming, When we extrapolate, because the mind is the brain, and the central nerve. When you think about the central nervous system, the central nervous system is your brain and spinal cord. The peripheral nervous system is all your nerves that come off your brain and spinal cord that go to every tissue system and cell of your body. And then you have something called your living connective tissue matrix or your fascia that surrounds every tissue system and cell of the body that feeds into and out of all the in and out of every one of your cells and feeds into the peripheral nervous system and feeds into the central nervous system. So the same principles about applying neurolinguistic programming, you can apply through a systemic process of what I refer to as full body neurological entrainment or body hypnosis. And that is why I created The Vibe. And that is why this technology came out because it's all about how do I clear cellular memory? I said to myself, the three pillars of my practice was reducing inflammation, clearing cellular memory, and balancing the body, those three things. So working with infectious agents, toxins, allergies, things like that, that would work with the inflammatory component, but then I needed a cellular memory component and I started asking myself, okay, the mind, neurolinguistic programming, but how do I get, you've heard, ever heard the term, the issues are in the tissues? Yeah. So how do you get the issues out of the tissues? How do you get the issues out of the tissues? Well, let's look at the tissues, what's in the tissues and the tissues is water. Our bodies are 70% to 90% water and then surrounded by this vibratory living connective tissue matrix that are made up of microfilaments, microtubules, intermediate tubules. And that's what makes up the living connective tissue matrix. They have one physiological effect. They interact with your environment through vibrational resonance. So if that's what's giving your cell structure and your cell is mostly water and Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, the father of homeopathy, talks about water holds memory, and it's a great conductor. Dr. Emoto talks about this too, Messages in the Water, where you take the picture of the ice picture, and it shows you the beautiful pictures of the ice crystals. And depending on the energies that have been influenced them, they change the, the way the structures look. That's Dr. Emoto's work. So Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, he's the, the founder of, of Homeopathy created homeopathy back in the 1500s. He's talking about being able to take the dilution, the energetic signature is more powerful than the physical substance itself. That same principle applies into ourselves. How do you clear out the energetic signatures of past traumas, past auto accidents, Past emotional issues, past toxicities, infections, da da da, the list goes on and on. It's all being imprinted into your tissues and creates issues. So, knowing the anatomy and physiology of the cells, we can go in and we can vibrate them through harmonic resonance, sound, light, frequency, and vibration out of your tissues and reprogram your tissues to a new dimensional reality of your choosing. That's the key of your choosing. We're living in a world of self-empowerment, not victimization. We're living in this time where, where the government may be coming in and telling us what we need to do. They're taking away our power. Now is the time more than ever that we need to stand in our power, our highest expression. And we do that by tapping into our intuition, by getting clear on our visions of where we want to be, who we want to be in our lives and where we want to go. And then we apply clearing cellular memory processes through vibrational resonance to align ourselves into a dimensional reality of that choosing that we want.
2: I think that is so cool you're getting to the it's like opening up the hood of the car and you're getting ready down to the nitty-gritty of the car and repairing it and but yet using resonance and I think resonance is so important because it's what nature revolves around it's the common thread that nature uses and then figure okay water has electrical currents the body has electrical current how can we identify healing through current vibration residency and that is such an amazing idea.
1: Well, I started thinking about it because, you know, I'm a a chiropractor. People's perception of chiropractic and Dr. Mary Helen, she does more bioenergetic work. And that's why I'm excited that she's, you know, in Ireland. I do more bioenergetic work. But, you know, a lot of people, they think of chiropractors. They associate chiropractors with, I'm going to take your physical bone and we're going to pop your bones and we're going to straighten out your spine. And it's very physical, correct? That's kind of the stereotype of of a chiropractor yeah however when we look at the body in 3d in the third dimension yes we are flesh and bones and blood and all this stuff but when we go into the cells and we start operating at a cellular level how we really operate is not about newtonian three-dimensional physics it's about quantum physics it's about electrons it's about protons and neutrons and spinning electrons When we look at that, we look at these electron shells and these electrons are moving from shells to shells. That whole process is all about potentiality. Quantum physics specifically talks about infinite potential realities, potentiality, and how do you align into a different potentiality? Through vibrational resonance. And if we look at the electromagnetic field, um, electromagnetic field spectrum, we look at radio waves. Okay, radio waves are very physical. They're very slow, long radio waves. As we speed up sound, we get faster, shorter wavelengths and we get into the narrow light spectrum where we see visible and invisible light. So it's just speed. And in that level, you get deeper penetration into the cells and we can actually start rearranging the electrons and change the way that they are orienting themselves in the subatomic aspects of our cells. And then we can slow down this rearrangement back into a three-dimensional grounded space. That's what I refer to as dimensional shifting. Shifting from one dimensional reality to a next. And we do that using sound, light, frequency, and vibration coupled with our minds and intentions and tapping into our intuition and then allowing these particles to turn into waves and then waves turn back into particles. This is the foundation of quantum physics. One last thing I'd like to say about that. Repeat after me, Aaron. We are physical manifestations.
2: We are physical manifestations of our own of our own energetic energetic expression expression.
1: We are physical manifestations of our own energetic expressions. We are energy first and physical second. This whole three dimensional spacesuit that we're wearing can be reprogrammed and rearranged to a new dimensional reality of our choosing using sound like frequency and vibration. And this is how we tap into our highest expression of ourselves.
2: So this is where the genius sits, right?
1: Thank you. And you know what? A lot of people call me a genius. I don't think I'm a genius. I feel that I follow my intuition. And I feel that if more people really start putting as much time and energy into going to the gym as they would going into their intuition gym, there would be a lot more genius evolutionary processes being brought to this world right right now, and that's what's so exciting about where we are at this moment, because everything's being challenged. Everything's being challenged. Um, the medical system, the banking system, the political system, everything that we know to, to trust or not trust. Who knows? You know what is? Is now people are like, well, wait a second. That doesn't really sound right. That doesn't feel right to me. And so now's the time. It's like, great. What does your intuition tell you? And now let's create something new. I don't know what that is for you. What is your highest expression of yourself, Aaron? Who would you like to step into the highest expression of yourself to be? What does that look like? Feel like? Be like?
2: I think it feels amazing. I think it's me sitting right here chatting to you and figuring out how to get who i am and why i am to figure out what's happening in your world and identify it and and i think you just mentioned something very interesting there is that intuition you know is our compass you know if you want to go buy a milk what type of milk do you want to buy because we've got thousands of brands but you know you put your hand on the carton you know this is the right milk to pick up because your compass is telling you this is the right milk to pick up you know
1: exactly and you can go shopping that way so in my book i talk about a couple of exercises intuition exercises the, the easiest one to do that everybody can do is the infamous parking spot intuition game you know about the the parking spot intuition game yeah do you do that is that something you practice
2: i love that game it's fun I do something different. I go shopping for food and I was like, okay, is this the right pasta I want? No, no, I want this pasta. And like, you can use it for anything. You know, what TV channel you want to watch, what parking space you want to do. You know, if you want to go to the computer store or the bank or whatever, like I said, it's your compass, whatever you want, you can do.
1: What I feel in terms of with driving, you're going someplace, wherever you're going. Just kind of set your intention on where do you want to park? I want to park in front, in the front of the building. So take a deep breath in, visualize it, set that intention and then go and then follow your intuition all the way until you get to where you are and see if it delivers that parking spot for you and follow your guidance to take you to that perfect spot. Because a lot of people will just be like, oh, I'm going to park here because it's kind of... I'm not going to get anything closer. What does your intuition tell you? Keep going. And then it's like, then you park and you're like, oh, look, there was a spot open right in front. But you didn't even go there because you didn't listen to your intuition. Does that make sense?
2: It makes complete sense. You know, we're like you said, we in a 3D suit and in that 3D suit, we have intuition and that tells us where to go. And when it does go, you know, magic happens. Like the genie, you make a wish and the wish happens and there you go.
1: Exactly. And these are the foundations. Um, I'm just finishing. In fact, I was... I told you i just returned from San Francisco. I spent the last week up there, I was completing my level one vibrational music production school training. And we're gonna be doing a four level training on how to produce your own vibrational music production, music for the body. But this was all about, level one was all about the science, getting you dialed in on on the understandings about it. I'm really proud of what we put together. But once it was all finished, my assistant and I, we were out in San Francisco. It was let's go out and, you know, celebrate. And the city was packed, packed with people. People were out celebrating because of the election and everything going on. And every place we went, there was a parking spot. Literally like like right in front of wherever we wanted to go all day long, in San Francisco, which is like notoriously the worst place to find parking spots ever. And we had no problems. And we were just in perfect flow all day long. And if you can commit to feeling like that and being like that, your life will truly be magical all the time.
2: This word flow, we identify as born athletes, but actually everyone has that connection to flow.
1: Flow is flow. You can be flow, you can be a mom in flow. Whatever your flow is of your day, It can get sidetracked, maybe nothing, you get nothing accomplished all day, (laughs) you know, or you got people calling you and screaming at you or whatever the situation may be. And you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to close my eyes and go to sleep again and start over. You could be a mom for that. You could be a sports performance person for that. You could be a corporate executive for that. Who knows what it is, it doesn't really matter. But if you can find your optimal expression, then everything seems to flow. And really what it begins to is, how do you want to start your day? I wake up in the morning and I take a shower and I look myself in the mirror and I say, I take a deep breath in and I take a breath and I say to myself, what if today is the best day of my life? What if today is the best day of my life? What would that look like? Boom. Show me. And is every day the best day of my life? No. (laughs) But I got to say, I think if people watch my, that know me, they're like, dude, you live a magical life. And I do. And... Do I have my less than ideal days? For sure. And do I get all grumpy and upset about it? For sure. And do I find myself in these vortexes where I'm not in flow? Absolutely. However, the difference between me and I think a lot of other people is that I've created resources for myself that can bring me back into flow. And I have people that I work with. I have people that are my mentors. And sometimes I need support from them to bring me back into my place of center because I'll get lost. I need I need help. You know, we all need support from somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And I create a lot of support for people that that choose to, that wanna work with me one-on-one, but a lot of people choose to purchase these vibe systems from me because now that becomes their support. Because at the end of the day, you really don't even need me. You need yourself. You need a resource for you to be able to bring yourself back to center. If you're having a freak out day and things aren't going your way, go lay on the vibe. Play energy clearing. Go listen, if you're having some kind of health issues, listen to Cell Cleanser. You wanna envision a a brighter future for you? Listen to transformation. You know, you wanna figure out who you are, do it. Listen to who am I, a journey of self-actualization. These are all programs of harmonic resonance that you can vibrate into your connective tissue so you begin to get your own downloads and you can follow that. And that's why we're creating This isn't about Dr. Schwartz. This is about you empowering yourself. Am I here to support you on that? Absolutely. Do I want to give you resources to make that an easier transition for you? For sure. Some people need to work with me one-on-one. They do and they can, but my end game is to ultimately have them be self-sufficient and self-empowered. So I know if I'm doing that, I am supporting the higher vision of raising the vibration of this planet and harmonizing humanity, which is what this is all about as we raise the vibration of this planet, as this planet is going through its own vibrational resonance increase right now.
2: I love that our vibration is our internet, you you and I are speaking over Zoom but there's a frequency being transmitted up to a satellite being able to communicate this conversation that we're having and I think the human 3D suit has something similar where the internet is our vibration and how we transmit it and you think about illness and genetics and all this fancy science comes back to resonance and harmonics you know. Absolutely if there was one piece of advice that you could give people what would it be
1: follow your intuition and think big think bigger than you could even imagine if you're not thinking big start thinking big and then let go of the timeline like think about one of my patients i used to ask my patients all the time you know if you could do anything you can't fail money's not an issue family's not an issue location's not an issue like there's no you have zero variables who would you be? What would you do? And people, a lot of people would be like, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it would like blow their mind. But then I sit there in silence and I let them think. And then all of a sudden they say something, something comes out of their mouth and you know what, whatever they say is usually really doable. You know, it's not something that outrageous. Great. Go do that. But what's the timeline on that going to be? I have no idea. I have no idea what the timeline's gonna be. However, I know that if you are tenacious enough and you want it bad enough, and people are trying to beat you off your little mountain about it, and as long as you don't accept them pushing you off, you're gonna get there eventually. And is it gonna be a journey of cleansing out the old cellular memory for you to get there? Absolutely. And that can be exciting, it can be petrifying. And it can be both, petrifying and exciting at the same time, which I think is more the appropriate answer. So it comes down to how bad do you really want it? A lot of people find comfort in their little box. I got my little house. I have my big house, little house, whatever it is. I have my, I have a place to live. I have my partner. I got some money coming in. I'm okay. And that's okay. And that is fine, great. If your intuition is telling you and your self guidance is like, you're good, then you're good. But when you're sitting by yourself behind closed doors, and you're staring yourself in a mirror, or just kind of have your eyes closed and you're meditating, and there's something inside of you saying, I wish I was doing this, I wish I lived here, I wish I was doing that, where there's something, you have this other vision that is coming out and you're actually feeling nervous and anxious about it, then journal about that, write it and get it out of your body, and then just start contemplating that. Say it, speak it, write it, see if it resonates with you, and then take the action steps to do it. I'd like to share with you a story. When I moved to California, I kind of had, when I was in Colorado for 16 years, I mean, I spent my whole young professional career in in Colorado as a chiropractor. and I had an amazing, amazing life there too. I owned a home, I had all these practices, I'd go snowboarding, I'd travel around the world, I wrote my book there, I made seven albums, all this stuff. Even though, ironically, I also had a lot of life challenges there, too. I, I had some relationships that, that ended. I had some business dealings that didn't work out well. So, you know, ups and downs, just as is life, Right. But when I moved to California, a place I always wanted to to live, I wasn't in full-time practice anymore. I was kind of not really, I was living on the beach, I was living this beautiful life, I was doing all these things, but I kind of had like kind of an identity crisis. I didn't really know who I was or what I was really doing. I had an intention that brought me to California in the first place, and the intention was, Go to California, I just got done writing my book. Go to California and launch your book to the world. And my intention was I wanna sell 10 million books. And if I knew what my life was gonna be like over the next five years that I've been in California, I don't know if I would've left Colorado. it's been an incredible journey and it's been a crazy roller coaster but i can tell you when i'm living in san diego i didn't really know who i was and i totally went through like kind of like a almost like a like an identity crisis and it resulted in a lot of chaos in my life in a lot of areas and through that experience has brought me to where i am now and i'm more pleased with who i am in my life than i ever have been in my entire life So what's my timeline for becoming the optimal expression of myself? It's a work in progress. My advice to everybody that's listening to this is, first let's get clear with who you are and what you want. Set a pin there, pink. And then, you know, it's not about the destination, it's the journey, right? You hear that all the time? Mm. How do you spend your days? Who are you spending your days with? Do you go to bed upset? Do you go to bed happy? Do you wake up upset? Do you wake up happy? People say, Dr. Schwartz, You know, you live your head in a cloud. So I was like, maybe I do. But I've created a really beautiful life for myself. And it goes against of what a lot of people say is traditional. But it's traditional for me. Makes sense to me. If I was living a traditional life, I wouldn't probably be happy. Because I'm an artist. And I'm a creative. And I'm feeling that my intuition is guiding me into a place that is ascending my comfort zone and my thoughts to a much higher level than i ever consciously thought was ever possible consciously higher than my parents ever thought i could ever achieve in my life from a little kid that was diagnosed with ADD at age eight aaron you're an inspiration to me because you have your own challenges and disabilities and yet you're performing at the highest levels you're operating in the 1% of the athletic world. And for that, I'm impressed and in awe of you. So thank you for allowing me to see that reflection.
2: You're welcome. Steve, in everything you've experienced so far, you probably, life presented you with a form of disability, but yet you have achieved this amazing vision now where people can have the opportunity of sitting down for 10, 15 minutes and be able to change their you know, their whole makeup of who they are through frequency. And I think that's an amazing opportunity for the world to experience.
1: Absolutely. And that's the point. When I was in chiropractic school, when I was a young chiropractor, I started working one-on-one on patients. Then I started working with them bioenergetically and seeing all these crazy cases that scared me. (laughs) I mean, like, I would say to myself, why are these people coming to see me? Like, how am I supposed to help them? Like, nobody else can help them? I don't know how to help them with their severe allergies, with their autoimmune diseases. I mean, these are things that medicine isn't even getting results with. Why are they coming to me? That scared me. But they, they believed, um, they came to me, and I believe my, one of my mentors said that the universe brings you only what they know that you can handle. And it was my laboratory working with these patients. And I'm very pleased and honored to say that I got really great results. In fact, if anybody watching this podcast wants to see some of the results of my patients, go to my YouTube channel, Bioharmonic Technologies. D-I-O-H-A-R-M-O-N. I see technologies and you can go and go into uh, the, the playlist and I have vintage Dr. Schwartz videos. I have over a hundred testimonial videos on there of my old patients and they're Miraculous, And I would like to say that those were not my tip. They were not my like amazing patients. Those are my typical patients. That was the practice that I ran. And I feel really honored that I was able to spend 16 years working with those patients. But what came from that was, you know, myself personally, I'm very sensitive energetically. And it was a lot of energy running a practice and seeing these patients. And really, I'm kind of a free spirit I like traveling, I I didn't know this at the time, but my inner guidance was like, get out of practice. Like you need more time to create more things, not be so tied down into one-on-ones. And so I started developing, when I told you about the cat allergy experiment, I also just started developing a biofeedback system in 2007. And then in 2010, I consulted on another biofeedback system called the ASA Balance. What was great about that was it wasn't about dr schwartz anymore i was now able to bring technologies to other doctors and then they could bring it to their practices and now that rippling effect is beyond just what dr schwartz can do in his little practice in denver colorado he can get out to all these other doctors and into all of their patients and now we just expanded it and then with my music everybody instead of coming to dr schwartz and listening and having me do an energy clearing with you, you can go to my website, bioharmonictechnologies.com and purchase a $20 sonic sonicceutical and listen to it and have your own experience. And millions of people can experience that now by simply downloading it onto their phone. And then the next step from there is instead of doctors having the, the technology rippled out through their patients... Now every person can put a vibrational technology just like Mary Helen did in her practice or in your home or in your living room or wherever you want to put them. And now you can vibe and now everybody in the the world can experience this vibrational resonance. And that's what I say. These are the next TVs instead of sitting in your home and watching the news or watching Netflix or watching whatever you're watching that's grounding you into reprogram your subconscious mind, lay on the vibe and you reprogram it to a program of your choosing, raise your vibration and rate and change your
2: life. That's fabulous. Dr. Stephen Schwartz. It's been a pleasure having you on the show and thank you so much for sharing. It's been an honor.
1: Thank you so much, Aaron. It's been a blessing to be with you as well, too. Yeah. I look forward to staying connected with you. Feel free to follow me on social media, Dr. Vibe or Dr. Stephen Schwartz. S t e v e n Schwartz, S c h w a r t z. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. My YouTube channel: Bioharmonic Technologies technologies.com is my website and we have a brand new app called Vibrofile, and it's the world's first vibrational somatic music app v-i-b-p-h-i-l-e Vibrofile, available on android and iphones together we can raise the vibration of the planet and harmonize humanity and that's what i'm all about